Hi, Dr. Randy. Yes, Dr. Randy. Hello, Randy. Hi, Dr. Randy. Hi, Randy. Hi, Dr. Randy. Hi, Randy. Hi, Dr. Randy. Hi, Dr. Randy. I have a specific question. My question is... Hi, I have a question about... I have a question regarding... My question to Dr. Randy is... My question is... How do I ask for help? Help, 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 help. Listen, we're here for you for help today. Dr. Randy, that's me. In the Intentional Living Center, along with Jennifer and Steven and Gino over there on Facebook. Are we on Facebook Live? Are we on Facebook Live today? No? All right. Um, But I'll tell you what, we are on the radio live and we're on our podcast and uh, we're here at the Intentional Living Center. I'll tell you what, our phone line is wide open. Maybe you're trying to face a decision in your life. Maybe you're trying to think something through and... You know, sometimes it just helps to talk to someone. So let me be your brother in Christ today and give you some encouragement from our Intentional Living Center and ask you some questions and maybe help you think about one thought, one thing uh, before you hang up that you could take with you. So whatever it is you're facing, maybe it's something in your marriage, maybe it's your own personal life, your finances, maybe trying to make a decision about your work or something that's happening in your life and you just um, would like to talk. I'm here. Phone line is open. I'm live. 888-888-1717 is my number. 888-888-1717. When you call, Stephen will get you lined up here. I'd love to talk to you. And we can spend a few minutes, just a few of us here, you, me, and a few thousand others around the world here joining us on the radio. And uh, you know what? One advantage when we all talk together, I know we got people listening. I know, because I've talked to you, who pray for callers who call. And so maybe when you call, we're talking, there'll be someone praying for God to give you some wisdom and strength and courage in whatever it's you're facing with parents, as with your kids, or in your marriage, or whatever. We'd love to ha- to uh, talk to you. In fact, uh, talking about parenting, looks like Brenda is going to be first uh, on the phone today. Uh, so Brenda, welcome. Uh, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Dr. Good, Andy? good, good. What's your question? Well, I am a helicopter parent of an eight-year-old daughter, Uh so I'm calling to see what I can do at this early age um, to help my child in the future to make her own decisions and for her to be self-motivated and, um, you know, do the, I guess, I don't know, maybe, maybe my issue is control, but to do good on her own without me being that helicopter parent Mm -hmm. and checking on her homework. Is your homework done? Have you done your homework? That whole situation. Yeah. Is she your first one? She is my only. Oh. That's like a super first one. I think my husband balances me pretty good, but (laughs) I think we both have a little, um, you know, we want her to be successful in her school and and everything she does, but um, I can totally see how I am really the super-duper hover helicopter parent. Yeah, and of course, all kids respond differently, but how does she respond to it? Does she get a little uptight if things aren't perfect? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Well, I think it comes back to recognizing the issue, Brenda, as you do, and and uh, becoming cognizant and aware of it. Um, I think towards your daughter is to you know, ask her opinion on things. Let her make decisions. Uh, maybe there's options and she gets an opportunity to choose between them. Um, focus not on the A's all the time that she's getting at school, but focusing on the fact that she has passion and interest, helping her explore what those passions and interests are. 
Um, it sounds, if I hear you right, sounds like you got a good kid. She's amazing. Yeah. She is the biggest blessing. I can't, I mean, she is, she is really an amazing kid. She is smart and, um, she excels in everything that she does, but I don't know if that part yeah. has pushed. Well, I think with the you, other part, her. <laughs> Brenda, listen, that's not by accident. You're doing a good job. You're raising her responsibly and intentionally. And the fact that you're even aware that you want to back off a little bit so you're not hovering quite so much is, is half the battle. Uh, I'd stay focused on the positive things that are going on. We've got parents who are wrestling with serious problems, and you've got a smart, energetic, uh, creative, disciplined, sound like uh, eight-year-old. Just you know, let her grow and, and mature and keep loving on her. And I wouldn't beat yourself up in the process. You know, it sounds to me like you're doing a good job. I think the, the bottom line when it comes to this hovering with kids is when you know it. It's kind of a gut check. Am I hovering at this point? Am I helping my child make a decision on their own and learn, or am I doing this for myself? That's sort of the one thing I'd tell all parents today. Take a gut check. Is my hovering for my benefit or for their benefit? And I think that makes a difference. All right. Thank you for the call, Brenda. Thank you very much. Mm, You're very welcome. Let me just add to that uh, for all parents today. Uh, you know, Brenda's doing a great job. You heard that. She's obviously loving on that only child. And, and God bless all you only children out there today. You know you get the super parenting job because the parents only have one one child to focus on. Those of us who are babies in the family, in my case, I had two older brothers who kept my parents busy. So by the time they got to me, which was about 11 years or 12 years after my oldest brother was born, they were so tired, they didn't have time. And so we get off the hook, the babies of the family. We tend to be the goof-off sometimes, right? Uh, so you you only children, God bless you for being an only child, but you get all the focus. And so, Brenda, you're doing a great job. I would say this, Brenda, you said you wanted to, ha- you used this statement. You said, I want her to be self-motivated. Well, if you want her to be self-motivated, the best way to do that is hold her accountable. In other words, um, if there's an assignment that's got to be done, it's not done, don't jump in a reminder five times. If it's not done, then there should be a consequence for it. And you can work with the school on that. And it sounds like she's a great kid, so that shouldn't be too difficult. But as we help our children learn to be accountable, be responsible, uh, holding them accountable, not jumping in, fixing their problems too quickly for them, we're training them to become responsible. You know, I think there's a, there's a biblical basis for this. Ultimately, each of our children and grandchildren will need to make a decision about their relationship with the Creator. Are they going to accept Christ or not? It's not going to be something you do for them. It's not something you can remind them 49 times to do. And so as we help our children learn to become responsible, see there's consequences for decisions or indecision, And doing it in a loving and consistent way, what happens is we can help our children grow up and become more responsible. And so uh, I would add that to this discussion. Thank you, Brenda. Appreciate it. We're talking about, uh, we're just taking your questions today. It doesn't have to be on parenting. It could be uh, on anything. You're dealing with something in your life and you just like to talk. I'd love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 888-888-1717 is the number. Let me go to Teresa in Michigan. Hi, Teresa. How are you doing today? Well, hello. I guess that's not where I'm going. Let's go. Uh, let's go uh, to Sarah 
in Arizona. Um, what's your question for me today? The question I have is, I love your program about living intentionally, mm-hmm. and I would love to apply uh, intentional actions to marriage specifically. The barrier that I have is not knowing how to, um, sorry, it's, it's kind of emotional for me. Um, it's okay. There's been affairs and things that have occurred in our marriage and ups and downs, probably more downs than ups. After the, the last incident, uh, which we had been going to counseling in the midst of it when it was found out again, I just stopped everything. Yeah. And basically am married, but just dead in the marriage. Well, um, what is your husband, is your husband had the affairs? The most recent ones, yes. And how about you? I have had an affair in the past, yes. This goes back to, uh, we've been together about 10 years, mm-hmm. um, so it, it seemed like it flip-flopped back and forth, and when I had thought we were making some traction, we were in marriage counseling through our church. It wasn't easy by any means. It wasn't like every session was, was roses, but to me it was giving a light to progress, you know, whether sure. it's going to happen in a year or three years. Well, the then, both of, do both of you want this marriage to work? I mean, do, have you both acknowledged we want this marriage to work? Yes. Well, not not since I've kind of given up. No, not on my part. But okay, but your husband we wants to make it work? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, Sarah, and that's listen. that's where I struggle because I'm hearing that, but then I... Oh. Actions don't match mm-hmm. up with words. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the real issue, and I... Listen, what I hear, you didn't really ask the question, but what I hear the question, uh, Sarah, is should I make this work? Should I try to make it work? Should I stick in here? Should we give up? Listen, you guys have been hurting each other. And in the process, you've been hurting yourselves. There's nothing good that comes from an affair. Nothing. I've never heard anybody come up and say, you know, the best thing I ever did in my life was to have an affair outside my marriage. Boy, that added so much value to my life. I'm so happy I did that. My spouse was thrilled with it, and the kids were happy. No, we hurt ourselves. Let's face it, it's a dumb, stupid thing to do. Bottom line, I understand how it happens. Talk to a lot of people who've been down that trail. Maybe you, you understand that. You'd be the first one to say, yeah, that wasn't a good idea. Maybe you're doing that right now, and you know that's not a good thing. You know that it's hurting you, your your spirit, your relationship with Christ, with your family. Stop it. And I tell people, listen, when we get to a place, we stop digging the hole that we want to, for some reason, bury ourselves in and just stop it. There's other issues going on in our lives that need to be worked on. And I would encourage you with, with, as a brother in Christ, Sarah, I would say to you, you guys have a lot of hurdles you got to jump over. I understand that. And I can understand the rationale either one of you or both of you would have to say, "Let's let's just be done with this. But I believe God can do a miracle in both of your lives, but it's going to take some work. It's going to take some honesty. It's going to take a lot of prayer and accountability. And uh, that's, of course, what we recommend here at Intentional Living. We, the first step in intentional living, when we're in a hole that we've dug, is say, I'm so sick of being in this hole. I'm so sick of digging this hole that I'm going to stop digging it today. And I'm going to do something different. When you make that first decision, that's a powerful decision. Then we say, okay, what one thing can I start doing today? This is intentional living, folks. This is it. What one thing can I start doing today, even for the next 30 days, that would make the single biggest difference in my life? In your case, it might be to say, 
we are both just acknowledging that we're done with our lives the way they have been. And we're going to give our lives to Christ completely. Find that accountability, find the kind of support and counseling and begin anew and start to heal. Start to heal. I would encourage that for you, Sarah. We'll be back in a moment. we got more calls. You're welcome to join in. If you have just, it doesn't have to be on marriage. Maybe you're just uh, struggling with something or you just want to, you know, kick an idea around. I'd love to have to talk to you and give you my thought from an intentional living perspective. We all come back to what does the Bible teach? How do we bring glory to God, benefit to those that we love, including ourselves, by doing the next right one thing? We'll be back with you, Barb, uh, in Michigan in just uh, about two minutes. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. The words we choose are important. Jesus' words speak to the essence of who He is, as our words are a reflection of who we are. So what do the words we choose to live by every day say about us? In Dr. Randy's teaching, Words Are Transformational, you'll learn to choose a word for the year that will define who you are and how you'll live. When you come up with a word for the year, you can remember it. You come up with a mission statement of seven or eight words, maybe you can remember it. You come up with a whole paragraph, it's gone. As a new year starts, support Intentional Living with a New Year's gift of $50 or more. When you give, we'll send you the teaching and we'll throw in the Growth with Gratitude journal that will help you build gratefulness to God and others into your everyday life. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other Intentional Living tools each month. To receive this month's teaching and make your gift for the new year, call 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. One word for 2023. That's the lesson this month from the Intentional Living Center. And we're getting close to the end of the month. Last call. If you want to receive the uh, teaching, uh, the mentoring um, teaching that comes online right to your email box, both uh, both by uh, video and audio. And every month we just send a brand new teaching. Next month it's going to be, what do you do? You know, how does intentional living help when you're sick and tired? You're just tired. You're sick and tired. You're worn out. That's the February lesson. Very encouraging uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And it's a way of just saying thanks to our members. Members support. We, we need your help. We're a little bit behind where we need to be, and I thank you for your support. That's about all I'll say, other than when you support us monthly, you're helping us reach people with a message of hope from Scripture, God's help from marriages, families, relationships. And you can join in. Just go to theintentionallife.com. Click on that little donate icon or call us, the same number, 888-888-1717 and press number uh, number two. Barb, I told you I'd be with you. We're, just hang on. I'm going to get to you in a moment because uh, that spot reminded us about uh, one word, one word for 2023. And Rita, it sounds like you picked four words for 2023 there in Arizona. How you doing? Okay. What, what's your question? Yeah, um, well... You know, I want to, you know, um, you, you know, I, um, the, the Lord is calling me, um, uh, um, into service for, uh, both him and, and, uh, 
uh, God, the Lord Jesus and God are calling me um, to service and that. And, um, you know, it seems like every every obstacle there is and that Mm -hmm. I kind of go the wrong direction. Now, let me stop you for a minute, Rita. It says here that you picked a word or, or multiple. What what one word are you kind of, did God speak to you about for this year? Um, service. Mm-hmm. And then you're finding obstacles to be able to serve. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting kind of had been getting like conflicting, um, you know, not being able to, you know, really, you know, hear what, you know, he's, he's exactly telling me, mm-hmm. you know, to, to do and stuff and well, everything. Well, let me encourage, and, let me encourage this, Rita. Let me encourage. The needs are, the needs are like raindrops around us on a rainy day. They're everywhere. Um, you, you know that your heart is to serve. Here's what I encourage you to do. Go to your pastor, talk to your pastor or pastor's wife or the service director in your church and say, where can I help? What's one thing I could do to help? I'm telling you, churches are bottom heavy. And we need people who will step up, up a little bit and uh, help out and serve. It could be serving other people on Sunday. It could be helping serve people in need. It might be delivering food or other things to people in need. It might be serving someone in the office that needs a little bit extra help. It may be in the prayer ministry. There's lots of things. And so if you really feel that service is what God's called you to do, then I would encourage you to go to where the needs are. Mm -hmm. Because there'll be a lot of them, like raindrops all around us on a rainy day. And uh, going to your church would be a good spot. All right. Hope that helps a little bit, Rita. Thank you for your call. Uh, let me go to Barb in Michigan. Hi, Barb. How are you? I'm o- overwhelmed is what I am. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, with what? Um, well, I've been um, listening to you, to the Intentional Living podcast for like the last three years now, and um, actually basing my life off of the intentional living and stuff like that there. Um, and one of the things that I am working on with myself, with my intentional living right now is emotions, dealing with them, identifying them and working through them, processing them, all that type of stuff. Um, I've asked God for help and guidance, working through them in order for myself to grow and, I see the path that he's putting forward, you know, putting ahead of me, but I'm being overwhelmed with everything being thrown at me with situations going on that well, are... What are situations going on? And what are you overwhelmed? Um, what is it that... If I were to stand there today and observe, what would I see that's overwhelming you? Right now, it's the emotional stuff surrounding and pertaining to sexual abuse. Okay, so what you're saying is it's really an emotional 
thing that you're dealing with in your life and your emotions hold you back from doing things you would like to do? Yes. Okay. Because I, I, I'm reactive, like, and I don't always react in the right way. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, when you have issues, when any of us have issues in our life that are being, um, exacerbated as a result of, of, of experiences or our emotions, then we can either deal with specific issues. What I mean is, okay, if this, this has happened, I'm going to deal with this particular thing in my life. But our emotions are those things that sort of uh, can either be a friend or a foe. And I've taught over the years, uh, Barbara, that our emotions are like a fuel. And the fuel to, to our life with an emotion is either a fuel that's going to drive us in a healthy direction, or it's going to explode. It's going to be destructive in our life. And so in your case, you know, you're saying, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Well, if you were saying I'm overwhelmed because I have, you know, six kids and I'm trying to keep my home together, and then we talk about organization and decluttering your life. But right now, what's got to be decluttered is your emotions and deal with how your emotions are dictating your life in a way that you don't want it to go. And so again, the recommendation, the thing I would suggest, it would be to take those messages, take your experiences, and today, uh, get an appointment to go see your counselor, or go see your pastor, or pastor's wife, and begin the process to deal with your emotions. There's books written on emotions. I wrote a book called Hijacked Emotions. In fact, if you hang on, I'll send you a copy of it. Um, freedom from hijacked emotions because our emotions can damage us. They can keep us trapped. They can hold us down. Uh, I always say emotions are a gift from God, but they also can be a curse if we don't allow them to be managed correctly under God's authority. So to go deeper into this, hang on, Barb. I'm going to get Stephen to get your address and um, we'll send you a copy of Freedom from Hijacked Emotions. Let's take a break. I'll be back. Benjamin, hang on there in Texas. I'll be with you in about a minute or two. You know, there's two times in life when it seems like people pay really close attention uh, and record what's being said for history. First words, moms and dads, many of you have recorded in that baby book, the first words of your firstborn. And the last words matter as well. I was surprised to hear that Winston Churchill reportedly said near his death, I'm bored with all of it. First words, last words, they matter, but the words in between really matter more. And uh, what really matters, we think, in this brand new year, is to pick one word. What one word would you pick for 2023 that would make the single biggest difference in your life and your relationships? One word for 2023, and you know what? Uh, that lesson, again, we're at the end of the month, kind of a last call here as these uh, days are wrapping. I couldn't believe it. January is almost behind us. My wife and I were walking this morning. I was telling Donna, wow, January, first month almost gone in the books. Passes quickly. Um, so January's lesson for our members, you've already received it, if you're on the list here by email, uh, both the audio and video of one word for 2023. A few of you still receive the CDs, that's fine. And then coming up in February will be when, uh, how intentional living can help when you're feeling sick and tired, just burned out in life. And so those are ways that we stand alongside of you all from intentional living. 
with a thank you for your support and for your prayers. Find out more about the whole ministry at theintentionallife.com. Okay, uh, we're about out of time, but I want to get Benjamin on in Texas. Hi, Benjamin. What's your question for me today? Hi, I was uh, wondering how can I like manage and organize my time without being burnt out? Because uh, I, right now I work two jobs. I work in the oil field. also work for management, at my, uh, helping out at my church. Also, I'm also a college student, freshman year of college. I'm also having to pay off my truck. Huh. Uh, it's yeah. just like uh, there's a lot of stuff I need to be done, and I don't want to be burnt out where, like, uh, like I'll, I'll explode, like pretty much I'll, I'm like a bomb exploding, mm-hmm. and then all of my all all my responsibilities are, you know, just left on the ground. You're a responsible kid. Let me a young man. You're a kid to me, but a young man. Now listen, Benjamin. Let me ask you: um, Have you always been busy? Have you always been one that just takes on too much? Yes, sir. Um, I, I do you have siblings? Yes, sir. Are you the oldest son? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I ask that because often we see the. I was joking about babies. Babies don't often have as much problem with being overly responsible. Did you grow up feeling like you had to be overly responsible or be perfect or do everything? Yes, sir. Exactly. And you struggle with procrastination, I bet. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let me, let me give you the short course on intentional living, which is procrastination is a result of good intentions. And you have a lot of them. I pay off my truck, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to have a job, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And they're all great intentions. And God bless you. I'd rather be in your boat than the lazy guy in the freshman class who doesn't give a rip about being responsible and getting things done. At least you've had, you have in your heart this desire to say, I want to do well and I want to do it, I want to do as well as I can. The downfall of this whole thing is this. You're, you're no different than the rest of us. You only have 24 hours in a day. And so here's what, we, here's what I recommend. Here's the short course on intentional living. Decide what is most important in your life. One thing. And, and I would believe it would be to honor God with my life and my time. And then every day do one thing to move you in that direction. I would shorten my list. So instead of having 20 things on for the day, I'd get it down to two or three things. Check them off when you're done. Thank God for it. And put some margin in your life. If you don't put margin, as you know, it's like reading a page on your phone or in a book, and it goes right to the edge of the screen. It's very tiring for the eyes. You ever get an email and it's jammed in? It's so tight you can hardly, you can hardly read anything because it's all words. Putting some margin in your life is a powerful thing to do. But congratulations on being a responsible young firstborn wanting to do well. You can do it. Benjamin, just shorter lists, making sure you do at least one thing every day that moves you toward your goal and give God the glory for it. All right, we're out of time. Tell you what, we're having so much fun. We'll stay right here. Jennifer, you're going to stay there on the, on the controls. I'll stay here. We're going to open up the phone lines and record a show that will air tomorrow. And so if you have a, you just want to talk, maybe you're trying to make a decision in life, trying to think something through, uh, and would like to talk, I'd be happy to talk to you. Uh, all you have to do is give us a call at 888-888-1717 right now, and Stephen will get you lined up, and we'll just re- we'll record these uh, right now after the show. 
888-888-1717. On behalf of our team here, uh, thank you for joining us on Facebook Live and on the radio and on our podcasts. And we'll see you all tomorrow with more Intentional Living.